what happened was after my very first powerlifting competition, uh, some other coach was telling me, hey, hey, man, you should just change your name to the Korean Hulk. You look like you're built like the Hulk. So I was like, you know what? I'll just change it. So from there, right then and there, it's just always been the Korean Hulk. And that's how people kind of recognize me when they saw, see me out like in the gyms or somewhere. They'll just come up to me like, hey, are you the Korean Hulk? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just call me Rich. Welcome to the Bar Band Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbend.com. Today I'm talking to powerlifter Rich Yoon. Rich is best known online as the Korean Hulk, and it's a nickname that stuck after one of his first powerlifting competitions. This conversation has a lot of parts. We talk beefing with other Korean hulks online, the eating habits of powerlifters, and the biggest movers and shakers in strength sports today. It's a fun conversation you won't want to miss out on. I do want to take a second to give a special shout out to our episode sponsor, Transparent Labs. If you want clean, clearly labeled supplements with ingredients backed by science, Transparent Labs has you covered. Seriously, no hidden ingredients, no proprietary blends, and nothing artificial. That includes their uber-popular bulk pre-workout, with ingredients we love to see for focus and energy, plus vitamin D3, boron, and zinc. All the good stuff, absolutely no fillers. Use code BARBED at checkout for an extra 10% off. Rich, I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. It's awesome editing and writing content about you because you just have such a good personality on social media. So this is a great opportunity to see if that matches up in person. No pressure at all, I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so, right? <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm joking on that. But for those who don't know, give us a little background as to you know, what you do in the sport of powerlifting, some of your recent accomplishments, people who might not be familiar with you, just so we know what kind of athlete we're talking to today because you're, you're doing some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, if you guys don't know me, my name is Rich Hune, um, aka some of you guys might know me as the, the Korean Hulk on Instagram. Um, I, I am a pilotter. Uh, I would say that uh, I'm probably that competes in the USAPL or did, I guess. It's been a while since I've uh, been in the game, but um, still, still lifting, still training, um, still, still lifting heavy. Um, currently, right now, um, uh, with the COVID, unfortunately, going on right now, it's been, uh, you know, training I've still been doing. I still have a, I've been lifting at the home gym, been lifting at a, a local gym near me as well. Um, I, I, I'm right now, currently, currently I'm in Houston right now, but I, I'm usually, I'm from uh, the Philly area in Pennsylvania. Um, so basically, yeah. And um, I've, the last meet that I've done in USAPL was back in November 2018. So it's been, it's been a few years since I've been in the game. But um, still lifting, still training, and um, still just doing what I do. Um, my my goal in life, um, this is why my social media has just always been a, a motivation uh, journey for me. Just just really just motivating people, inspiring people, uh, just to get stronger and and just have fun with lifting. You know, um, not necessarily so that you should be you should uh, compete every so often, but you know, just just have fun and and lift. I, I want to be the person just to be a role model with a lot of people and and just kind of provide the knowledge if it's um, there and and just. Just overall, just be an inspirational 
for, for a lot of people. So that's my overall goal with uh, the content that I bring out to my followers um, through social media. So what, what kind of, just to give folks a, a, another bit of context, what body weight do you compete at and what, what are your best lifts at that body weight? So right now um, I'm, I, well, I compete in the 83 kg class. So that's, that's 182.6 poundish. Um, so typically I usually hover around like 195 ish right now. So when I do compete, I usually kind of do the water cut approach and, and drop down that 10 to 12 pound range. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically it's normally I'm around that 195 pound. I've, I've hold a, a fish. I, I still have some records i think on uscpl i think i've still hold the pennsylvania uh deadlift record still uh which is interesting still uh, i think it's been, it's been a couple of years but still there so i'm kind of proud of that <laughs> um so i'm and I'm, I'm also 25 years old so I'm, I'm now in the open category for the uscpl now so no longer a junior it's been it's been a while but uh yeah so that's that's a little bit about in terms of uh my powerlifting career um still love the game still love um you know the competition aspect of it, uh, being competitive. Um, so hopefully one day again, when I do return back, I do want to um, bring a stronger version of myself. I think that I still have a lot more goals that I want to achieve. And so I think for me, I'd like to take a longer off-season approach and and really just uh, focus on that. So what's that Pennsylvania State deadlift record that you, that you, that you still, as of this recording, still hold? Yeah, so I think uh, from my I'm not from my uh, mistaken, it's six hundred and seventy-two pounds. So it's three oh seven kilograms, I think, if I'm not mistaken, or three oh seven point five. So that's that's currently what the record is currently right now. Uh, so it's uh, it's crazy to me that I still have the record. I I want to imagine someday and sooner or later someone else is going to break. Maybe even me personally, I feel like I'll, I'll probably break my own record once I get back into the platform again. But um, there are a lot of strong people, strong uh, you know, eighty three kg kgers out there, of course. Um, so uh, and it's, it's not just from like you know, it's just different states. You know, you just see someone else just pop up and like boom, you know, they're they just got strong out of nowhere. You know, so. So you go, you go by the Korean Hulk on Instagram. And, and the, the question I have to ask is like, there are a lot of strong Koreans and there are a lot of strong Koreans on Instagram. That's a pretty, like, you're just putting a target on your back. I feel like, I feel like someone's going to have to come out with real Korean Hulk or, and call like, you know, say that you don't deserve the moniker and you have to have a lift off to see who gets to take the, 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 the name over. How did that come about the Korean, Korean Hulk? Yeah, so good, good, good question. Actually, um, it actually came out from my very first powerlifting meet, actually, and that was back in March of 2015. Um, I had a very generic uh, Instagram ma- name at the point, which is like my name's underscore, like my birthday or something like that. So, basically, um, what happened was after my very first powerlifting competition, uh, some other coach was telling me, "Hey, hey, man, you should just change your name to the Korean Hulk. You look like you're built like the Hulk." So I was like you know what, I'll just change it. So from there, right then and there, it's just always been the Korean Hulk. And that's how people kind of recognize me when they saw, see me out like in the gyms or somewhere, they'll just come up to me like, hey, are you the Korean Hulk? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just call me Rich. <laughs> so, I, I got to say, I feel like, I mean, it's it's deserved. You're a, you're a strong guy. You're a heck of yeah. a lot stronger than me. So I'm not going to be one to, to challenge you. I'm also not Korean. So that, that'd be that'd be silly. <laughs> but I feel like whenever I hear like Korean Hulk, I think I heard your Instagram handle before I actually like saw your Instagram account because uh, it was in some content we were doing. And I imagined, yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's got to be a, a super heavyweight. He's got to be like a 308 <laughs> plus. This like, you know, 
you know, just absolute behemoth. You're, you're obviously a very fit guy and very muscular, but you're like a normal sized human being. Right. <laughs> I should probably be called the Korean, like, uh, Captain, uh, Captain America or, or something like that, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, during that first, when that time I was a little bit more bulkier, I guess, um, I, I weighed around maybe 200 some plus and, and I was a little bit wider. Um, so I was eating like pizza all the time. Like it was, this was back in the college days. So like I was eating pizza, I was eating burritos and all the college takeout foods, you know? So basically, um, uh, I gained a lot of weight at that point. So I was basically right over the 200 pound mark and I was really heavy. I was really bulky and really wide. So, uh, I could probably find a picture for you later on and see where, where that, that picture is. But, um, basically, I mean, from that picture alone, I think, <laughs> I was, I was pretty big than I am now. Um, so, well, everyone has that college. I mean, if you discover weights like in college or right before we all have that, that, that first bulk phase where we think like, Oh, I'm eating. Cause I'm, I'm bulking. Cause I'm lifting. And you look back, like I've looked back at photos of myself back then. And you just, you just go like, Oh God, like, what was I like? Beer is not a, a post-workout supplement. Like, what am I doing to myself here? If you could go back in time and give college rich one piece of advice when it comes to strength training or strength sports, what would it be? Oh, wow. Oh, man. Um, or just life advice. It could just be life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just not, I'm thinking about if like, what would my old self do now? Like now that I know like all this stuff, like about strength training and stuff like that, I would say that if you're interested in getting into strength training, do your research. Um, that's, that's the most important thing for me. I feel like there's so much information online and in Google YouTube videos, there's a lot of great pilots out there that provide a lot of knowledge on YouTube videos and stuff. Just do your research. Cause honestly, for me, I, I, that's one of the most fundamental things that I, I really regret, um, not doing my research and just really back then it was, it was really just about training heavy, going hard, going off to like the RP 10 max. And, and back then no one really knew what RP was back then either. So for me personally, it was just, it I was just training with all my friends and we just got into piloting all together and we were just doing what we did, like just, just lift heavy all the time. And, and of course, lifting heavy came with a lot of injuries and a lot of setbacks. So I, I would say nowadays it's just do, really do your research and really, you know, um, just, you know, look online and, and, you know, uh, get into it, you know? So I think the the most important part is just, uh, if you're just take your time with it. It's about progress. It's slowly take your time. So, you know, your body's going to be in that factor when you're, uh, you're in those newbie gains and then you're going to hit a plateau. And then, you know, it's just, that's, uh, that's why it's just about always take your time and no need to always rush things, you know, just slowly take your time and build progress and learn, continue to learn. It's, it's the best thing that I can really offer. We'll get back to that in just a moment. But first, another quick word from our sponsor, Transparent Labs. You know Hofthor Bjornsson, 2018 World's Strongest Man and one of the strongest human beings in history? Yep, he uses transparent labs to fuel his performance. Now, not everyone is a six foot nine Icelandic world record holder, and you probably don't eat 8,000 calories a day. But Transparent Labs has the goods for every strength athlete. Clinically effective doses, nothing artificial, and a label you can actually read. Now back to the conversation. Powerlifting especially is a strength sport, and, and all strength sports have master's divisions at this point. CrossFit, weightlifting, strongman, arm wrestling, you name it. 
Powerlifting is a sport where people have insane longevity if they take care of themselves. I'm recording with David Ricks. Uh, next, I think it's next week, I believe, I'm recording a podcast. He's 61, and he's still one of the best in the open division at his body weight in the U.S. Like, actually, among the best in the world. And this guy has a competition history dating back to, like, well before I was born. If you look on... You know, if you if you look at like his first totals were from the early '80s, so I think it's really good advice. And the lessons that you learn early on, even if you're building progress slowly early on, right? You've got decades to make progress in this sport, right? Like it, you're 25 and you're just out of the junior division. You're not you're not even in your prime when it comes to that open category. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would say that. Uh, you know, I think that for me personally, I feel like I'm a, <laughs> I'm a veteran in this sport since just because I've, I did it since I was uh, 19. Well, probably 18 is when I got into the pile thing. But uh, uh, so I, I typically I call myself a veteran just because I've been seven years into the sport itself. But then you look at a guy like David Ricks, like you said, you mentioned he's he's been <laughs> since we, you and I were even born. Um, so it is really inspiring to see that it, there's a lot of that lo- longevity, like you said. And, um, and, and there's people that I do see that, that still want to get into powerlifting. There are like eight, I've seen like 80 year olds, like 80, and 80 year olds, 90 year olds doing powerlifting and doing it for the very first time. And I'm just like, that's great. Like, it's amazing. Like you don't, any age is, it's, it's like recommended. It doesn't even need to be like, you can start any age as you want. And it's, that's what, that's what I like about the sport. You know, it's anyone can do it. Anyone of, of all age can do it. There's really no expectations that you need to have in order to be in the sport. You know, it's like, um, so it's, it's, it's truly inspiring when, when you see that, when you see, uh, like a, a true veterans in the sport, like Jen Tobbs and David Ricks and, and people like those that have been in the sport and, and really, uh, shining, uh, awareness, uh, to, to, to the sport as well, which is really cool. You mentioned Jen Thompson and David Ricks, obviously two two legends in the sport. Uh, Jen was on the Barbend podcast a, a couple months ago. She's obviously just like an awesome person. Really excited to talk to David Ricks. Been following his career since I've been interested in strength sports. Who are some other people that you look up to in the sport right now? It doesn't necessarily need to be people who have been in the sport for you know a long time. Both of them have. Um, but who are some other people that you look to as, as examples of people like really setting a high bar for not only what you lift, but kind of how people are treating the sport? Yeah, I don't. So for me, I, I don't I don't have a, a specific person that I really look up to. I, I, I look at a lot of videos on social media. And there, of course, there's a lot of me. When you're in that powerlifting community, you're going to find a lot of uh, videos of strong people um, posting their lives and things like that. Uh, to me, personally, I, I don't have a specific role model I look up to. But yet again, I, I like to look at uh, people on, on social media that post videos. And it doesn't matter if I know them or not, but just seeing them lift heavy also sort of kind of motivates me to really like push up my mind. Like, oh, wow, this this person is hella strong and like time, time to step it up and really, you know, so like things like that. So, uh, you know, so for me personally, I, I kind of use that sort of motivation, just like, wow. Like, and it, it's just, yeah. So for me personally, I, I see it as like, I myself really want to just focus on, focus on myself and as in this sport and just really just, uh, focus on my progress as well, because honestly, it's just, I mean, you can always look up to someone and, and look at them as a role model and cheer, but you can, know, you can never really compare the same way other than your own, own self, you know? Um, so 
it's a good question overall, but uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I think that's how I usually kind of see it as. Um, so. Well, what, what brings you to Houston? I'm curious if you're, if you're training there right now. Yeah, good question too. Um, so basically, uh, my girlfriend lives in Houston. So I'm actually, during the, during the COVID times, I'm, I'm just trying to spend time with her. And, and Houston itself, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great area. I mean, it's a great place for piloting, um, not just piloting, sorry, but the, the fitness industry overall. Um, I have seen and hear a lot of people just kind of moving into Texas area um, just because there's, well, the, the land is cheap too. Um, there's, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing currently in Houston. Um, great, great place overall. Love the gyms, love the, love the people, love the food. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So it's a huge diversity in my opinion compared to where I live in, in Pennsylvania. Um, so that's why I also love it too, as well. Just, just really be excited to come, come back again here and there and then, and just, uh, meeting. So, but yeah, I love two weeks ago. I actually went to Russ, Russ's gym. Corrupted oh, Russ Orhi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he invited me and, and, uh, wow, that gym looks great. And I told him straight up, like, you know what, this, this gym overall is going to really increase the sport and awareness. And, and I just told him like, you know, thanks for doing this, man. Like, appreciate it. Like you're, you're really like making this gym, like a dream gym for a lot of people just to come through and, and lift, you know? And I, I think it's, he's, he's, he's a really cool guy. I think that, uh, <laughs> Russ, if you're watching this, man, um, basically, uh, he's, he's, he's truly a humble person. Honestly, I think not only is he a, is he a champion, but like, you know, world champion, but he's truly humble about what he does and, and his goals and aspects are just really just helping out the community. Um, so, um, it's really cool. So just really big things happening in overall in Texas. So it's, it was really cool. <laughs> Russell, or he's someone we've, we've been fortunate enough to have on the podcast as well. Super fun guy. Um, I will say I, if he invited me to work out with him, a, I wouldn't be able to keep up B. He always does like a, he likes to do a pose down afterwards. Cause he's, once, he's got a good pump on. I would just run out of the building after that. <laughs> Because that guy, he, he he looks he looks as strong as he is. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, which is not always the case. It, it, yeah, it's not really I right, want to talk right. about the food in Houston because I am obsessed. I'm a so I grew up eating a lot of crawfish. Have you had crawfish oh. in Houston? Um, I'm I'm not a huge. So basically, it's it's when I first met my girlfriend. So when I started trying crawfish. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I, I think it's just tedious work in terms of getting the meat out of the tail, but it's. <laughs> It's um. I rather have like a lobster, I guess, but crawfish in itself is just it's a it's a better alternative because it's a little bit cheaper. But you get a whole batch, right? <laughs> it does take you do spend more. You burn more calories eating it than you than you get from it. That's the problem. I see. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, I don't know if that's actually scientifically true. It just feels like that for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Not to mention catching. When I grew up, we had to go catch them and then cook them and then eat them. I mean, that's like a, a whole thing, and you get like just a little bit of meat. But crawfish is delicious, and I know that it's a, a staple of uh, of cuisine in uh, in Houston and on the Gulf. So I have to, I have to, I had to ask, what's the best thing you've eaten in Houston? You got to, you're a well, powerlifter. I have to ask you about food. <laughs> Believe it or not, I mean, if you, if you look, well, if you look at a lot of my stories, a lot of people really kind of get jealous because I, I eat sushi almost every single week probably every, every single day. Um, sushi is my, my favorite, uh, food, uh, to go to. So, um, when I first came to Houston or came to Texas, I, I strictly told myself I would not eat sushi here because I, the sushi here is probably really terrible. There's no way that they they have great quality fish over here. There's no way, but I was wrong. <laughs> um, there is actually really great spots here. Um, so sushi in itself is really good over here. Um, they, 
I, I think they, I think I was just looking at the wrong places. Um, so, but, uh, the, the sushi is great here. I think the, the, the fried chicken is good over here. Um, but it's, 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 there's no really specific, like what's to go to, like, because it seems like Houston overall, there's just so many different foods that are great. Um, you know, and you can just really go for anything, um, you know, so it's just, uh, it's great. I think the burgers are pretty good here too. Um, I, unfortunately in Pennsylvania, there is no, um, in and out burger, um, in and out is only in California. And, and so, uh, they, they also have it in, in Texas as so well. They had like two or three locations here. So it, it's crazy, man. When I went to in and out, like a few weeks ago, the line, the line, the drive-thru line was like two, three loops. Like it was crazy. And this was during COVID too. It's like, it's people, people love that, uh, in and out, man. It's, it's crazy. So <laughs> burgers and sushi, burgers and sushi are my top to go to for sure. In and out might be the place that is like the most popular destination for people after a meet. If it's in the city, like I've been to weightlifting meets, weightlifting, weightlifting world championships. 2017 was in Anaheim. I can't tell you how many people came up to me, even people from other countries, some of whom didn't like, we had a little trouble communicating. Like I didn't speak their native language they didn't speak great english but they would ask me like in and out do you know where they they were try they, do you know where the in and out is it's that legendary and if you just come off of meet you step off the platform maybe you cut some weight for that meet i don't care if you're a powerlifter a weightlifter or a crossfitter something something about a burger and fries and a milkshake man yeah you want you want to know something actually really fun by in and out now that you uh, mentioned it so my uh my friend who so when I was in California, um, and my, my friend who, who lives in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, I'm sorry. Um, so he lives in New Jersey. He loves in and out, but he loves the sauce, the in and out sauce. So basically he told me to grab a few of the in and out sauce packets and, and bring it back. <laughs> so it was in my suitcase the whole time and it was like hot in there. So I was like, all right, Steve, if you want this, go ahead. And he's like, oh my God, it tastes amazing. So he would have used it on his burgers and stuff like that. But it's crazy. Like people really love that like stuff, man. Like the, it's called, uh, what's it, what's it's, it called? It's, now? it's like their special sauce, right? The, but yeah, it's just the special sauce. Right. Exactly. So, uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, uh, but yeah, burgers just can't go wrong with it. Can't what is your, what, speaking of eating, I, so we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back. We'll make it relevant to strength sports. I promise I'm going, I promise I'm taking this. <laughs> it's okay. I love food too. Please, yeah. Uh, that's why, that's why people, you know, you'll, you lift, you lift big, eat big, right? You're, yeah, exa- you're, the, Korean, exactly. you're the Korean Hulk. I can't not talk to you about food. Like, come on. Exactly. So, okay. exactly. so what is your first, what is your first meal? Uh, like post weigh in, maybe before you let you weigh in, in the morning, you're lifting a little later on, you go, you want to rehydrate, you want to fuel up. You might've cut, you know, 10 or 12 pounds, um, but you don't, but you also need to be platform ready. So you're not just going to start downing a pint of ice cream, right? Like what, what, what is that food for you? Yeah. So, um, I, I took a different approach actually from my, from my last, uh, my last piloting meet that I did. Um, basically, uh, so that me was a little bit more, um, emotional for me just because that was my last meet as a junior. Uh, so I really want to end in the good news. I, re- I really wanted to hit all my PRs and, and really kind of go for that perfect nine for nine type of meat. Um, so I, I took a different approach. I did, I did lose a lot of weight. So I, I, I was like, you know what, how am I supposed to gain all this weight back within two hours? So the, the first thing I like to say is that I, I, I ate exactly what I would usually eat uh, every day. Um, that's, that's for me personally, I love eating breakfast sandwiches every single morning. So I always make breakfast sandwiches. So usually that comes with a bagel, um, uh, 
two or three eggs on top and then bacon and cheese and then boom, that's like great. I love it. So and, it's and, like, and an ounce <laughs> special sauce on top of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that actually sounds nice, sound good, but yeah. Uh, so basically that and then um, uh, a banana and then uh, I, I I don't know why I thought this, but I had boba tea as well. <laughs> you know, my bo- way bo- so boba tea? Boba tea, yes. It's got that sugar. Um, it's got some like simple carbohydrate. Yeah, there. yeah. I, I knew I was gonna be bloated, especially for my squats, but it, it was a great carryover right to deadlifts, like because I was digested and everything was great. But um, and I had, I, I was eating a lot actually. To be honest, I had salt and vinegar chips as well. Um, so of course, you know, it's because it has the the sodium and and stuff like that. So I've been, I was munching on that a bit, and then um, I had um. There was a local poke shop right next to right next to me as well. So I asked one of my friends to kind of give me a poke as well, and and I was actually eating that right after weigh-ins. And luckily, you're not like I was able to digest everything. And it was like perfect. So you um, did breakfast sandwich and banana. I I ate a lot. Yeah, and and boba tea. Yeah, and poke bowl. <laughs> yeah, I think you're only allowed to go to competitions in major cities now because I don't think every town has that kind of variety of food right next to the venue yeah it was it was like it was because uh it it wasn't new jersey so uh a lot of the places just just had a lot of convenience like foods nearby so it wasn't bad uh so thank god this has become this. This has changed transition to the barbed uh, food podcast. Where we, <laughs> you should have one. About, we talk about cheat meals, yeah. bulking, and, and what you eat after weigh-ins. Actually, that <laughs> would probably that would probably be more popular than our normal podcast. But everyone. Oh my gosh! That. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a we have an all-you-can-eat sushi place too, right near the right near the area as well. Um, so literally, right after I was on my meet, we actually went to all-you-can-eat sushi, where a lot of us, well, us pilots, we we. We get like we get look we anytime we order food, uh, especially from from a restaurant like that, they'll look at us and be like, "Are you sure you want this much?" We're like, "Yeah, we, we want this much." And so like they had a sashimi, so we we technically ordered about two hundred pieces of those. So uh, two hundred pieces of salmon sashimi is literally like a whole fish. <laughs> so we would eat that, and it, it's it's crazy. So like I, I guess when you when you're powerlifting, you just get so hungry and you just want to eat. So that's the that's one of these things. Like when I'm like when I got to powerlifting, I'm just eating more. It's it's crazy. It's just they you're can't burning call, calories, but it makes sense. They can't call you a glutton if you're a powerlifter. That's the rule, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all in the name of the gains. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So. <laughs> So yeah, po- that's that's what I was eating for my post uh, weigh-ins. It was, it was it's crazy, but uh, it worked. It worked. Uh, well, that was great. Rich, where is the best place for people to keep up to date with not only the food you're eating, but your training um, and you know any upcoming competitions you might have? I know right now we're in a kind of a period of time where there aren't a ton of competitions on the calendar, but where's the best place to follow you? Yeah, the only place that you can really follow me is uh, the Korean Oak on my Instagram. That's how people really know me as. Uh, so the Korean Oak on Instagram, I do have a YouTube channel as well. I think I want to start putting more content um, on the on there as well. So you can also look me up on the Korean Oak on YouTube. Um, I have my latest uh, uh, meet that I've uh, handled uh, some of my lifters as well, which is pretty cool. So you can kind of see how uh, everything's going with um, how I handle people in, in, in the meat environment too. I'm, I'm very intense as well when it comes to just supporting people and, and just really uh, making sure everyone uh, just do their best, you know? So, um, so those are the two platforms that I'm really pretty active on. So. Awesome. Well, except no substitutes. This is the original, the original Korean Hulk. Anyone else, <laughs> anyone else tries to claim it. 
They're they're no they're one, lying. No one should follow. Well, I was gonna say like there's there's only the one Korean Hulk, but but I'll I'll say this. I'll say there's another Korean Hulk out there. Some people actually do reach out to me and troll on me sometimes to comment like you're not the Korean Hulk, you're not the real Korean Hulk. This is the Korean Hulk, and his is his is like literally without the on it. But that dude is is massive in itself as well. But you know, hey, there's there's two sides of Korean Hulk. There's there's me and there's there's you know people like him too as well. But uh, but that dude is is also he's legit like a, a rock pretty much. Uh, but <laughs> him and I we actually had a, we actually had a uh, a small little uh, like a beef back then in terms of who was the true Korean Hulk and stuff like that. I was like, eh, whatever. She like you know. But uh, it's it's all fun and games when people kind of I get those comments here and there. And I'm just like whatever, it's fine because I remember in itself, I, I true, I'm the one that actually had had the name first anyways and there was a backlash about like King of the List was talking about who's, who's someone should trademark the the Instagram. You're so. number one at Rich. You're number one in our book. That's what matters. We I have it on the podcast. It. This is like this is proving the pedigree you. of that. Rich, thank yeah, you so much for joining us. Best of luck to you and to the lifters you coach in uh, upcoming meets as things hopefully return to normal in the state of powerlifting in, in the foreseeable future. But I really appreciate your time and uh, excited to see what's next for you. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate it.